You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Luck After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Luck After Show. One day at the start. I'm just gonna be breakdance spinning all over this table. That's I how we're gonna so. open. I really hope so. But welcome to the Luck After Show for episode five. What's up? I am Dave Klein, and joining me, as always, the lovely Kristen Snyder. Hi, guys. I did my nails for you. And they're amazing, pink, because it's such a happy episode of Luck. And by happy, I mean the darkest episode yet. <laughs> and in the booth, Ronnie Jr., once again. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you? Ronnie is the best. But let's get on to today's episode, because, Kristen, how dark was it? I was scared. There were a lot of points where I was all squeamish and my knees were up to my chest and I was hiding. Can I say I was kind of sad and disappointed because the beginning had the nudity sign and there was no nudity. There what was horse is with porn. That? There was a lot of they horse porn. They were not porn. wearing clothes, those horses. That's true. And there was steam coming off the horses. We loved the glorified scrubbing. horse porn. And, there was even a chicken. And ooh, yeah, they threw in a chicken for a second. The and steam was amazing. Maybe though. even like a little man on horse at the end. I really think that the water had to be too hot if it was steaming for those horses, though. Maybe that's how they like it. I think so. They like it I steaming hot. It. Apparently. <laughs> but what I wanna so we come back to this episode, and I'm going to pretend the last episode didn't happen because it didn't start with Chester. Because this episode once again began and ended with Chester Bernstein. It was such a nice scene too, like his reflection in the table. Did yeah. you catch that? The first shot was like panning up the table to Ace, and it was a reflection of him in the table. I really like that in the glass table. And he's kind of depressed through the beginning of the episode because <laughs> His lady love. She's late. She's late. And she, but she's not just late. Well, the beginning she is, but she just doesn't, she just <laughs> she doesn't, doesn't show. show up. She doesn't show. She's a no-show. Gus isn't really worried about it. He's only worried about the horse. And in fact, Ace is kind of mad that Gus is worried about the horse and not Claire. And Ace says, if you can't advance this conversation, don't speak. But he's also pissed <laughs> off at not only that, but also Escalante. Because he wasn't going to run their horse. Well, he was he was going to run the horse, maybe, but if it did run, it was going to be with a doo-doo jockey. An apprentice jockey. A.K.A. Leon Doo-Doo Baggins jockey. Who loves McDonald's. Who loves McDonald's because he's so fat. He goes on those runs to lose weight, but it's not happening. What a fat ace. What do you think of Leon, though? Like, I really think that he needs to be on the horse. I think so too. I mean, I think he, he seems like he's a good mm-hmm. jockey from what we've right. seen. He's been, at least when, what they've shown us is he's been winning races. 
Then again, there's a lot of stuff apparently they haven't been showing us, like Joey and his wife and his squirt, his little squirt. Lynn and the squirt. And Lynn, we get to see in the previews, the dark-haired, very attractive woman. But I don't think that she's being very loyal at this point in time to Joey because she's not picking up the phone calls. She's not calling him back. And he's telling her everything's great and he's got money to spare. He wants to drop it off. Well, I'm imagining they must be divorced. I think that's the case. So she has no reason to be loyal. Who knows what happened there? That's true. I didn't look at it that way, but they, they can't possibly still be together because he's asking permission to drop by. Right. So they're, It's your house. You're going to go home. Right. So they're, <laughs> they're definitely not together anymore. Mm-hmm. So one part of the darkness of this episode is so sad. Why is he so suddenly sad. calling her, though? Well, it's got to be because there's so many horrible things going on in his life now. He's mm-hmm. turning to her because maybe that was a constant that he had before that made him happy. And right. now things are going wrong. Mm-hmm. Shit's hitting the fan. So he's turning to her. You know, everyone, just as initial thoughts, I mean, everyone in this entire show has been beat up by life emotionally. <laughs> Except for Gus. Gus is just happy with his horse. He's it's not even fun. his horse. <laughs> his horse. Ace is like feeding Gus lines to talk to Toro. Go ask him his personal opinion. <laughs> Pretty much. But Gus is all into it. Yes, he runs away like a little puppet. And Gus is a millionaire. So and he's the godfather happy. is just sitting back. Playing Mike's people. It is funny, though, how Chester does have Gus pretty much do everything for him. Like the Mm $5,000 that would go to Leon, the jockey. He basically just has, like, he's the one talking, but Gus is the one who throws down the money. (laughs) It's like like they're one person. Pretty much. Like, Ace is the head, and then Gus is the body actually doing all the physical work. I want to see a (laughs) Photoshop picture of this someday. (laughs) Listeners, who's good with Photoshop? Make this happen. We'll bring you in to display your artwork. Or I'll make it myself. <laughs> and instead of that picture up there, for those of you who are watching the YouTube version, <laughs> we're going to replace it with my Photoshopped image. Because we have we have Chester on the picture. We Just got put, it. Throw it. We have the capabilities. The we have the capabilities. We have the technology. It's all possible. It's going to happen. In this digital Asian world. But what did you think of the owners and the twists in terms of which happened with them? Or I suppose specifically Chester and what was going on with him and Claire... I was surprised at how worked up a woman has made him. I mean, he's been away for three years, so I understand that aspect. But I didn't see true love or interaction with him and Claire until he was with the horse in the end. (laughs) I feel like everyone in this episode is more comfortable with a horse than they are with human interaction. So I find that very intriguing. Doctor's orders. (laughs) Um, It is interesting, though, with Chester that he... He really does get that worked up over Claire and missing it. Like, that's all he's talking about. He's mm-hmm. really depressed about it. Every moment that he has an interaction with Gus, he mentions it in some way that he's, he's like, not I'm happy. Gonna, yeah, he's like, I'm going to blame it on emotional problems. She must have emotional problems if she's not going to collect this check. You know, he's like afraid for things to be possible. People are get scared when things are going to be possible. I do. I totally do. Okay, but take this. So, Kristen, put yourself in Claire's shoes. Mm-hmm. A guy has just offered to pay you <laughs> 286 or 200 however much money yeah, it was. For your dream. $1,000 for your dream. Mm-hmm. What do you think his real intentions are? That's what I wrote down. I was like, is she going to feel indebted to him? Um, is she going to be indebted to him? That's what I would feel. I would feel like this guy owns me. Now, and then as... 
But I didn't accept, ma'am, I'm not taking your money. I'm independent. <laughs> Kristen's an independent woman. You can't buy me. You can't buy me. <laughs> now we know. Sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, fellas. Kristen cannot be bought. But maybe, maybe. Buy, go buy a horse. Maybe Claire can be, though. <laughs> Claire was bought, she, I and, mean, for $367,000, which is... extra... An extra hundred thousand, we assume, which will be used for wonderful things. And Quote. she's like, "What's that three sixty seven about?" It was a weird number. I was like looking through my notes trying to figure out what the old number was, so I could do the calculation myself. And we find out that's actually Ace's favorite number. I have a feeling that number's coming back. Supposedly, it's his favorite number, or that was just his reason. But I mean, since this is such a random number, you you have to assume it's, it's got to be. be. But three six seven, my favorite number's four. Who has a three digit favorite number? <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Mine's five. So Wait, what's what's your uh, what's your lucky number? Four. Four. That has always been my lucky number. Although oh I don't always gosh. have that much luck. But. You guys have seen it here first. Ronnie and Kristen's favorite numbers are the same. We have so much in common. <laughs> Whatever. Mine is five. Whatever. Way better. Three six seven. Okay. Aces is three six seven. Ours is four five. We just covered the whole beginning of one through ten. Oh wait, no. My my luckiest number though, I guess, was thirteen. But that's because it was the day I was born. So there we go. Two digits. Wait, isn't thirteen not supposed to be a lucky number? That is not lucky. Moving on. That's why it was the day I was born, and that's why it's my lucky number. It's thirteen. So would you guys take money from Ace? I mean, as a guy. I mean, because Nathan's doing it, he's going to be indebted. To well, Ace Nathan for a million dollars. Nathan has a specific terms of service, though, that's mm-hmm. laid out to him. As in, that's true. It's an employee-employer right. relationship. And he doesn't know what he's going to be doing, but it's an employee-employer relationship. So, <laughs> Claire, on the other hand, she's already going on a date with Ace. Yeah, to the horse races, to the and horse tracks. they were both very excited about it. Well, we don't know if she was. She's kind of laying it a little... She's kind of weird in this episode. I don't know. Especially the, her first interaction mm-hmm. with Chester is she seems really quiet. Tired. She didn't sleep all night. She was worried about the check and she was worried about what am I going to have to do for $367,000. Is that why? I think so. She yeah. didn't sleep all night thinking about it. He's like, you could use some sleep. Maybe after you get some sleep, you'd like to go to the races. He didn't even ask her, do you want to go with me? That's how, like, player he is. He's just like, maybe you'll feel like going to the races later. Assume you're going with me. Yeah. Player, he's not, he's you don't, you don't ask. You just lay it out there, gentlemen. That's when you know he's got it. <laughs> he's got it going on. Swagger right there laying it out. But back to the 367 thing real quick. Really? I just, no, I really? just want to say, maybe, prediction, maybe. <laughs> Thanks, Ronnie. Take her side all the time. Whatever. So, I just want to say, maybe. I like number 13, too. Just, this has there nothing you go. to do with it. I'm going to talk about the actual show. I was going to say, maybe it's going to be the horse picks at some point. 367. 367. Maybe they'll be eventually this the horse the picking This lottery. Is. This is not the lottery. That's almost how it works, though, okay? (laughs) So maybe the first pick will be three, the second six, and the second seven. Okay, okay, okay. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. I got it. I really wanted to say that, and now I don't even want to talk anymore. You take it away. All right, well, I'm sort of sick of talking about Ace and Claire, but I also see them hooking up in the future, and I do think she's a mall. But I'll save that all that for predictions. Let's get into gamblers, because they're my favorite, and that's all I want to talk about ever. Okay, you get it started then. <laughs> okay, so Marcus eventually will go to the hospital, and he talks to the doctor, and we find out he has cardiomyopathy, 
I'm going to pass that to you because I know you did a little research while I, I was getting ready for the show. I did do a little research on cardiomyopathy. So it is a heart <laughs> disease, and as they tell us on the show, but basically it's it could technically be any disease that hits the heart, but this is your heart muscle is dying. And it's very specifically when they use that term for the worst kind of your heart is dying disease where you could have any sort. There are a couple specific ways that your heart could just die on you and fail and you're just going to be dead. So it's not a good disease to have. It's very severe. And the treatment that they usually give you isn't even really to treat the disease it's really just to treat the pain because it's a really painful disease. So they give you pills just to make it so you're not living in so much pain. And the only real way to really cure it is to get a heart transplant. So it is really serious. I mean, he could afford that, though. So I wonder if he's on a list. He Maybe he is. And maybe doesn't he just doesn't assume like he'll it. make it. Yeah, because the doctor's like, oh, Marcus has asked him. He's like, why be alive in five years? And he's like, I would be surprised if you weren't. And then he's like, but what about 15? And he's like, I'd be surprised of the opposite. Right. So he's telling him, you got more than five, you got less than 15. So get on a list. They have plenty of money. And he also says, he also kind of mentions like the way that you're handling it. So he very specifically makes it sound Mm -hmm. like this is, he could do something about it and he's not. He's like, do you have someone to talk to? And he's like, I have a horse. And he says, perfect. (laughs) You should talk to a horse. I hope he does. I don't know what doctor would give that advice, but... Hey, make sure. I would give that advice. I've talked to horses. Did you, you ever a, watch Mr. Ed? Are you a horse whisperer? I am. Oh, I, am. I didn't know that. Okay. They give great advice. They're very <laughs> loving. <laughs> As we find out at the end of the episode. But so what ends up going on then is he ends up getting more drugs and he comes back and he Value. has a fun interaction with Jerry. That was a really nice camera shot of being on drugs. It was all shake, shaking camera. Yeah, it was. That's you're right, and yeah. I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. And he's he's because he's on the Valium, he's kind of speaking a little <laughs> off, and he's saying that he might be, thinks he might be queer. He has a queer complex. And they start. It, so Jerry basically <laughs> tells him that it's basically because Marcus has never had any real friends. He just doesn't get that when you care about somebody who's another guy, it doesn't mean you're gay. It just means that you have a friend and you care about your friends. And Marcus has never had that before. But I want to throw out my favorite term that Jerry used for. Because <laughs> they were throwing out all these, mainly Jerry's throwing out all these terms for what gay guys do. And gay guys are bone smokers. Yep. Who That's else? what they are. <laughs> Who else worries about a man other than fags? They smoke the bones. And they even go to suggest that it was because he fell out of a tree when he was 11 <laughs> that he turned into a fag. Well, I'm sorry. I don't even like saying that word. Can we like bleep that? I don't want to say that word. Well, you just dropped it. They said it this on the show. This is I was, live, that Kristen. That was a quote. This that is was live. a quote. We're not holding it against you. I'm not holding it against you <laughs> because don't. it is a quote. But I think him falling out of the tree was that's how he injured his legs and got handicapped in the first mm-hmm. place. Right. So, that makes sense. Right. So that happened. and I like that. Good insight. I think that's exact. I didn't put two and two together, but I think that is how he probably ended up in a wheelchair. Applause for you, sir. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ronnie. And Tristan. Mm-hmm. So, so after the complex, they all go to dinner. But the best, the best part- scene, yes. <laughs> Whenever we um, Jerry goes in to get Lonnie and um, Renzo. And they were right by the door, and he's like, "You guys ready to go to dinner?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, we were just watching TV." And they're stand, they're staring at a TV that is not turned on. So I don't know if Jerry really noticed, but it's kind of it's pretty obvious that they're awkward. Like, uh, we're not doing anything here. <laughs> just feeling, listening to their conversation. Do you think they went to the cafe again for dinner? 
I guarantee they did, and they all ordered the exact same And then same they hung thing. out at the barbecue. Oh, so what else do you think is in Jerry's diary that we found out he Oh, keeps? that's right. Yeah, so he keeps a diary, and we found out just how much <laughs> money he lost to, G- to Lester. Two hundred. Jerry lost $286 <laughs> to Lester. $286,000. $286,000. I am very surprised that he keeps a diary. Do you boys keep diaries? I definitely have a journal. I do keep a diary. Just every once in a while, if I'm like, if somebody has Facebooked me and asked me, how are you? And I've like put a long, detailed message, I'll copy and paste that into my journal because I don't have a whole lot of time. But do you guys keep any kind of journal at all? Well, don't lie. Is it in your pillowcases? Right? When I was a kid, I made a fake diary specifically. I had 10 pages at the beginning. What's wrong with you? I had 10. I just thought it'd be funny to make a fake diary. So I had 10 to 15 pages at the beginning that were all like, keep out, do not read this notes for 10 to 15 pages. And then I just started writing some fake journal entries just because I thought it'd be funny if someone found it and we're just like, oh, I'm going to find something meaty in here if he's trying wow. to keep me out. So that is what I did. Fake journal, fake diary. What about you, Ronnie Jr.? Any fake diaries in your pillowcases? <laughs> no, no fake diary. Um, but yeah, it's not a big deal to write your stuff down. I mean, you know, everyone should do it. I, I, I'm going to start my diary tonight. You could be, we'll, we'll write about you as the first entry. Whoa! Yeah. I don't know if you're supposed to tell me nothing, that, Ronnie nothing Jr. Bad. I don't know the rules. <laughs> nothing bad. I could just, I would, maybe it's just I about. Think, I don't think there what? are rules. You just lay it out It'll how you want it. The it, rules are the first 10 to 15 pages say keep out. Yes, that's <laughs> Is the rule right there. It'll be simply about your pink nails, and that's it. But guess what? Our systems detect that a host has wandered off the subject. That's it. <laughs> I don't know. Hey. Forget the diaries and back to luck. The okay. diary was locked. It was a big point. Jerry wrote in his diary that he needs to see a doctor and talk to somebody. Yeah. He's... Do you think he's going to follow through on that? Because he he's reflecting on his own life, and he's like, you know what? I need to see someone and talk to someone i have a gambling problem and the first step is admitting that you have a problem and he's written it he's he's gonna go he's gonna go see a therapist he wrote that in his diary right on that would be good that he needs to so the next step would be him actually following through yeah so i mean i think he will Mm because it was there in the point although i wasn't sure honestly i wasn't sure if he was talking about marcus needing to go to the doctor in his diary or himself that wasn't clear to me but you think it's for himself yes okay but okay. something else that happened just before that right. scene was Kegel. We finally see the officer mm-hmm. or former mm-hmm. officer back again. So Kegel comes back and he's been fired for right. gambling. And do you think that Marcus is the one who turned him in? Because he's putting the blame on Marcus. Yeah, he's fully putting the blame on mm-hmm. Marcus. And I don't think so. I don't think Marcus did it. I don't know. I think that might be a twist later that we find out that maybe Marcus did because he was really mad at Kegel. He at was really point. mad at Kegel in the former the other episode when they were talking about the laundry bag, which what else is in it? But <laughs> I think there's something else in it. But anyways. His diary, duh. Oh, my God. <laughs> or or it's Jerry's diary. Yeah. He keeps that in there. But I, I think, you know, I, I don't really think Marcus did it. I think... It's something else. I don't think it's Marcus, even though that does seem like the obvious answer. Because I think it's Marcus not is a, obvious. Marcus is a, can be a dick, but I don't think he would go that far. I think he really does care about people. Mm-hmm. And he's more concerned about people than he... Even though he puts on this front where he'll be like, why did you help out Kegel? Because Jerry drops him $1,000. Right. He's like, why did, why did you help him out? Why are How you doing that? How much did that conversation cost you? Direct quote. 
Boom. <laughs> I wish we had a boom noise, an explosion for that. Ronnie Jr., where you be? <laughs> where you at? So, uh, Will Cagle pay Jerry back? I don't think so. Neither do I. I don't think Cagle will pay him back. No. I, we're probably going to see him more of a slippery slope. And I think that's why Marcus actually told on Cagle because he doesn't want to split his winnings anymore with Cagle. I think that we're going to find out later that's actually what happened. Well, I disagree. So let's Fine. see what happened. Fight. Fine. We're going to fight. Uh, well, not right now. Okay. I don't feel like it. For, Fourier stables. Where did that come from? What is it? Their t-shirts. You know, I have no idea what that means, but I... I Maybe four because it's four people, four, even though foray is a different word. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but they give one to the other woman in a wheelchair. Yeah, they Marcus's give, girlfriend. Marcus's girlfriend because she looks over and he's like, look what you did. Now she likes me. I think that'll be good for him and it'll relieve some stress if you know what I'm saying. Do you think she has the capabilities? I do. Why don't you go, wow, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, back in the booth. We got, <laughs> we got so much romance in this episode happening and going down. It's all happening. But it's, it's kind of fun, though, with her to see that that kind of... Because we saw when she was mm-hmm. first introduced. Right. You and I were both like, is something going to go on there? And yeah. something kind of is going I on. I wanted something to happen there. So that's fun that she does like him and she's interested in him. Yes. I'm excited about it. I am excited, too. Joey was such a big part. Moving on to agents. I mean, he was such a big part of this. And he was feeling sorry for himself. And has he been happy at all oh, in man, any Joey of Joey has had the worst episode ever. Ever. So he gets blamed by, not really by Escalante, Mm -hmm. but he's being blamed by his jockeys for not getting them, basically just for not helping them get jobs. Just like an agent for anything else. Even though, even though it's really their, well, for Ronnie, it's Ronnie's own fault. And Ronnie's a total dick. Total, total dick to Joey. He's completely, he's like, I'm switching agents. He said, so he's. He I gave wrote down his the name to, to, to Palmieri. Yeah. So he says he's switching agents to Palmieri. He basically <laughs> lays it out for when Joey's trying to break the bad news to Leon in a kind, kind of put a positive spin on it. Mm-hmm. Ronnie just completely is like, no, you got screwed. You got Joey. <clears throat> Joey's not telling you too straight. Joey's being an asshole. Yeah. So, and, and you know what? At first, Leon's eyes lit up whenever Joey was like, we got $5,000, like, everything's going well, everything's fine. And I, what do you think Joey was going to say to Leon? I th- no, I, I have to wonder, because apparently what Joey was saying was that that other horse that he was riding, because there was another good horse that, the one that the gamblers owned, he was saying that Leon would be riding that horse. So that's good news, and if that's true, and that was really going on, that he was going to be riding the gambler's horse. Right. I, I don't think so, but I think what he was going to say is, you know, we got some money to improve your health, and I don't think he was going to l- tell him the truth. But you kind of have to at some at some point, because it was the next day, so how are you? I, I think, think he, he was, had to somehow I think break he the was news. going to say it a different way. I mean, Leon's young. He would have listened. If there's lots of money there... He would have probably said, you know, they see you as a good investment. They just want you to be healthy. Right. They're giving you money so that, you know, you're ready for next week. You know, I think you're right that he was going to break the news to him, but just in a more positive spin. Right. In a better way to say it. And mm-hmm. Ronnie just won't let that happen because Ronnie has lived a harsh reality. But Ronnie's really he's been screwing jealous. himself over. Yeah. Ronnie's he's a little too jealous. old, though. But he's also, he's old. He's been drinking. Mm-hmm. He's been doing crack. And yeah. he's just like, 
he's really laying out his own grave. I hate that this guy that you guys are talking about shares my name. <laughs> it sounds like you guys are talking about me. So but. Ronnie this Jr. Guy, Ronnie okay, Jr. has been doing crack. It, yeah, he didn't make <laughs> it at the racetrack. He didn't make it on horses. He made it at After Buzz. Right over there, right ladies there, and gentlemen. Two different Ronnies. There you, Ronnie. you know, you guys, share, uh, you guys have the same hat. Is he really like a crazy <laughs> guy, though, on this episode, on this series? He's one of the uh, the wild ones, or he's, what? No, he's not oh, crazy. Yeah. He's just He's just really... Depressing and really critical and cynical. He's, he's cynical. He's very cynical. He was a one-hit wonder. You know he what I want to do for your guys' show? Like, mm-hmm. I want to do a little uh, cast profile. I want to find out what the actor's name is and kind of see where he's been. Is he a really good actor in this in this series? Yeah, he's a great drunk. It's <laughs> 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 hard to play sometimes. He Come may have, on. He may have had to research he's quite a, a bit great for that. cynical jerk. All right, back to you guys. Uh, okay, so. Ronnie but, just totally cynical, and the other thing is he why also is he on here really. The other thing is though, he, like Joey has been giving opportunities. He got to ride Get Up Morning. Mm-hmm. Some he got to get ride on Get Up Morning. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Um, but <laughs> he was the he ended up screwing up and he fell off the horse. And how can you blame that on your agent right. that he had the opportunity? No, I agree. But now I want to know what's going to happen to Ronnie. Or why is he even on the show anymore? To bring bad news? I mean, I, I think so. I think that's why he's there. Is he's the Debbie Downer. He's mm-hmm. the one who's bringing the harsh reality. He's the one who's lived through the negative things that can happen and is tearing everybody down. It's funny that we have that uh, that cross of opposites, like the new apprentice jock and then the one that's really old and has been through all this. It's yeah. nice to see one ending, one career ending, one career beginning. Right, because, yeah, I mean, Leon's still an apprentice, so he still has ways to go, and it's not necessarily, as Joey fully believes in him, he really does think, as he's telling Escalante, he's like, this kid is just as good of a rider as the pro top five guy that's available. So he really believes in him, but it's just hard when you're starting out, and that's how it is. Yeah, and and, um, Gus and Ace, they wanted the best rider, Ramirez. They were even willing to throw down a $5,000 severance pay. Right, just because they absolutely want to win, and they think that Turo Escalante is doing it just to rise up, bump up the odds. Mm-hmm. Whereas I guess Escalante, I think maybe he knows that Leon is a good rider, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, maybe I'll get the best of both worlds. I'll right. get the odds bumped up, and I have a great jockey riding it." Do you think Ace would have taken his horse somewhere else in twenty minutes? I think he would have. I think I think Chester is that stern. But I think he knew he wasn't going to have to. Yeah. I think the point is he knew he wasn't going to have to. Mm-hmm. He sometimes, I agree with that approach. If you're fighting with someone and they're going to extremes and saying, oh, go now, leave now, take your horse now, tell them you're going to give him 20 minutes. Yeah, that's good. That's smart. I love and it. And it worked. I love it. And it worked. Also, if you can't advance the conversation, don't say anything at all. I love that also. I mentioned it earlier, but... Great quotes being thrown out by Ace. He's so wise. He's I so want him wise. as my godfather. I think great quotes being thrown out with Jerry with Bone Smoker. I mean, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> and Marcus is so funny too. I just love the gamblers. But They're amazing. So back to Joey though. Joey <laughs> has been calling his wife Lynn this whole time yeah. because he's so depressed. He's drinking again that's at the bar. That's what you do. You call your ex. Yeah, that is what you do. That's and what you, you do when you're depressed. And you drink. And he's, I guess... He even admits to feeling sorry for himself to, to the, the bartender. bartender yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that was kind of weird to me because it felt like, again, the bartender just kind of, the way they did the shot, I felt like the bartender just appeared out of nowhere. Kind yeah. of. 
I was like, it, it almost made me think, is this a real person or is mm-hmm. he imagining this bartender who's going to listen to him blab on and on and on? I don't know. It was weird that she actually responded because she never did before. They always just sort of stand around and let him, like, rant. And it was weird that she finally responded this time. But I don't think that he's going to have a very bright future. Didn't look that way in the previews anyway. But let's before we go on to that, though, let's move on to the actual race itself. The big happening of this episode. Okay, everyone, that was like last episode, too. That's like the glory moment where yeah. everyone comes together. All the characters. Now, I noticed something... Well, something kind of intriguing with this one, which was that um, (laughs) they, with the shot in the last time they had the horse race, they had it so it was really jagged and moving a lot Mm -hmm. with when you see Walter and outside, and then also in the Mm -hmm. horse race, really moving. And this time, and maybe this is just, I think this has to do with the character that they're showing Chester, who is very stable of a character. Whenever they were showing the horse race shots, it was moving. The camera was really jarring. But every time it was on Chester, it was a still shot, maybe a slow pan. But the camera was on a tripod. It was moving. It was very still. And I think that was to show that he's a stable character. He can hold his own, and he wasn't nervous about it. Look at you. Cinematographer over here. What? what? Bam. Throwing that out there. Um, so I really felt like it's going to be game time every episode. Like, I was really excited for the race. I was, like, on the edge of my seat. Like, my team was playing, and it was the final moments of the game. They even had, like, the night shot beforehand. So you're getting established. Like, it's nighttime. Everyone's waking up for the morning shot. Oh, the, the red the sky. The pouring afterwards. And the red sky was this is beautiful. Yeah. They had to wake up early and shoot all that. It was so nice. I really liked it. So and the music was really relaxing and then just began to get really suspenseful. I love in the beginning of every race how they start in the gates. Yeah, and they have the horses twitching and moving their feet. Mm-hmm. And this time they were a lot more still than last time again. But and the announcer. I really didn't notice him before. I don't know if I noticed him before either. But this episode, he was talking a maybe lot. You can pay, maybe you're able to pay more attention to him this time because you're in Chester's view where mm-hmm. he is more stable and he can right. hear that. And that's more the point of view you're getting while this race goes on. Why do you think Ace asked Toro to watch the race with him? He wanted to watch the race together with everyone. And Toro, or yeah, Toro or Escalante is like, you can use my box, go ahead. And he's like, no, actually, I wanted to watch it with you. Why? I almost feel like it might be putting Turo on a bit of a leash. Like saying, like, <laughs> like hey, you know, I've got you. I'm in charge of this show. You better not screw me over. Mm-hmm. I really felt like it was more of that. Like him saying, I've got some pull in this because this is my horse. I'm the owner. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. Yeah. Although he does like Escalante Yeah, as a I trainer. think they're going to develop a friendship, actually. Yeah, I think so, too. Because we also see afterwards Escalante's mm-hmm. watching the horse with him. And the veterinarian, who we finally found out the name of, Dr. Joanna. Yes. She, and we thought she was a pla- replaced for a moment. We did. And maybe... Maybe he has multiple vets, or maybe mm-hmm. she was replaced as the vet for... I don't know. But I he talked know. about firing her, and then, like, a couple shots later, there was another veterinarian there. Yeah. So I looked at him, Dave, and I was like, wow, she must have been fired. He must have been serious about that. But I'm glad that she wasn't. We noticed because of her turning around, and she was a little <laughs> bit happier. Let's just say they that. They needed to do that so that we didn't confuse the vets. I they like how that's the way the, they needed the to do it. character different. It's dark in that barn. <laughs> can't notice a whole lot except some for some weight. size you can uh, you can but see some back size. to the race Kristen had her favorite thing happened 
Oh, but it's funny. Really? So as the race was starting, <laughs> Kristen turns to me and goes, I feel like something's going to happen in this race. Something bad. There's going to be another snap. And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so because there's got to be a reason for Chester to stick around and still be in the horse race. And then right after she says that, sure enough, the front horse's hoof pops off. <laughs> the horseshoe. The horseshoe pops off. Yeah, his hoof. Sorry, his hoof. His entire foot pops off. Um, <laughs> no, the horseshoe pops off and hits Chester's horse in the leg. So Is that what bloody. happened? I thought it was, so it was another horse's horseshoe hit the horse, or was it the own horse? It was another horseshoe. horse's horseshoe that was in front that of it. Sense. Pops off, and it okay. flies backwards and hits it. And the bone began breaking the skin, and I was like, it's gonna break, Dave. It's gonna break, and there's just, like, blood streaming down its And leg. they're watching, and Escalante even notices and mm-hmm. sees in the binoculars, right. and he's worried about it, and Chester's <laughs> kind of just, like, saying, like, shouldn't they pull back? Nice, yeah. He's watching it like this. <laughs> totally necessary. <laughs> iTunes listeners, go on YouTube and you can see what we're doing. <laughs> it's very naughty. <laughs> very naughty. Horse porn. We got a horse right here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I could. I didn't do that very too well. Too far. Too far. <laughs> okay. And this horse's name is Pint of Plain. What is that? Pint of Plain. That does not make sense to me. What, what do you get out of that? Pint of Plain. Maybe it sounds like it's a plain horse. It's a full pint of being a plain horse. So it's not going to be a good horse. And the, you, the odds are going to be low against it. I don't it. get it. I don't get I it. I don't pint get it either. Plain. All these horses have very strange names. So the bone was breaking the skin. I thought I was going to be really bad. I was ready to cover my eyes. And yeah. Then... She was being a little squirmish. <laughs> But it didn't happen, and it won the race. It was such a good horse. It was still running in all that pain. Wow. Yeah, and they even talk about mm-hmm. how this horse is a runner. This is a great horse. Although Escalante is really worried afterwards because first, like, after mm-hmm. the horse wins, Chester and Ray are like, oh, we, we won. Or sorry, Chester and Gus. Chester and Gus are right. like, oh, we won. That's So we're fine. And he's like, good job this time, but we'll see if it ever runs again. We'll see if it comes out in one piece. Yeah, we'll see if it comes out in yeah. one piece. So... Turo is worried about the horse, and he definitely cares about the horse. So I think that's one thing to show that he does care about it. He just wants to gamble as well. Mm-hmm. And then after the race, we see Ace do something very strange. He sends Gus wants to stay with the horse, and he's like, "No, I want you to take Claire home, and I want you to go home. I'm going to stay." Yeah. I was thrown off by that completely because no one is supposed to know that that's really his horse. Right, but I guess he just—that was it for him. He needed to relax, and maybe that's his. Why he was talking to the horse that? for therapy. He didn't talk some to therapeutic him. horse. It, for a second, I thought maybe he was trying to impress Claire. Yeah, and that's why he he wanted Claire to see that he like has a heart, you know. But there, but Toro clearly tells him, you know, you're gonna be in a steel chair, or you're gonna be laying in some hay. Yeah, and it's just. It just becomes apparent he really does care. Mm-hmm. Chester does, and we don't know exactly what his full origins of are in terms of how he got his money, but something must have to do with the horse racing because why else would he own a horse in the first place? So he, he really does like horses. Right, and he he doesn't go home with Claire. He tells her that he is glad she came, and she says, me too, but he goes home with the horse. Yeah, ooh, interesting right there. So horse <laughs> porn... I'm telling you, the only true romances so far in this show is owners and their horses. Yeah, because we also saw before with the gamblers, mm-hmm. we had Renzo with his little right. eye scene, and when he first sees the horse, and all they, all of them, like Marcus is talking about how he has a horse, and maybe that's what he's going to go to for his therapeutic session. So, but it really the one is. thing that all these characters love is like their biggest downfall. 
Well, it becomes when it's gambling. That's more of when it's their biggest mm-hmm. downfall. But for Chester, I don't know if it's necessarily his downfall. It, it might become one, but it almost might become a bonding thing with him <laughs> and Escalante. Because it seems like Escalante did not mind at all. Because Dr. Joanna comes up to him and she's like, um, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like, it's pretty obvious that he's the real owner and Escalante doesn't even say anything. Because right. he just really, I don't think he really cares. I think he also, I think he kind of respects Chester. I just thought it was really funny how he, the shot where we see Toro and Dr. Joanne, the veterinarian, like sleeping together on top of each other. And then it pans over to Ace and the horse is like standing and it's uh, standing quietly, which means it's in good health. Yeah. And it's just like nudging. Yeah, it kind of puts Ace. his... It kind of puts his nose down and starts mm-hmm. nudging him, and they look up and have a romantic glance at each other. Right. As the song, yes. Now that I know by Devendra Banhart, Banhart yeah. is playing, which both love of us that love that song. song. I wrote great my song. song. And just so everyone knows, <laughs> I want to point out HBO is always really good about the soundtracks to their shows. Mm-hmm. So if you go to HBO.com and you go to Luck or whatever your favorite HBO show is, they always have a music section within the show. So you can go to the episode. They'll have an episode guide, and you can always look up what, like what the that. music is. So it's great because HBO always tends to pick good music for I their agree. shows. So it's a nice way that you can easily find out. And I know like I was a huge fan of Entourage back when that was on, and mm-hmm. it was, I, I'd always hear music that I was like, what is that song? That's a cool song. I could always go back and find out. So And the guy who song. did Entourage ended up doing How to Make It in America, and when we covered How to Make It in America, we followed him on Twitter. His name was Broke Mogul. And yes, they absolutely they put it out online so you could kind of find out what's up with HBO music. So I definitely agree. And there's obviously fans that want to hear those songs and kind of go download them on iTunes or whatever. So good call on that, Mr. David Klein. I Thank like you, Ryan. Jr. All right, so then we see Ace kiss his horse. The horse wakes him up for a little kiss. Then it fades to black. What? What's going on there? What's going to happen? Oh, Maybe man. Maybe getting in on. So much romance know. in the horses. In the barn, In the yo. barnyard. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. All right, I think we should take a little break, Let's and then we'll be it. back with predictions. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you. A lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And, like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then, I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows, from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? What do you want to buzz about? AfterBuzz TV News. Oh! Wow! Ronnie in the booth, do you have some news for us? No, I thought you guys had news <laughs> for your show. Yes, we- okay, we have some news to report. 
I'm going to send this over to you, Dave. We have the news of predictions. <laughs> we were going to go to predictions, Ronnie. So. Oh, okay, news-wise, I can tell you, while we were talking about the character Ronnie, because you guys were bashing him so much, you said he was <laughs> a crack and, and just a no. drug gambler. I was bashing and... Ronnie Jr., not no. the character. <laughs> Listen, so anyways, Ronnie Jenkins is the character on this show that you guys mm-hmm. said is really in a dark place. He's played by Gary Stevens. Uh, he was also in Seabiscuit and the movie Jockeys, and he was a jockey uh, by trade, by profession. Wow. So wow. He's kind of turned actor or whatever. Obviously, that's great. In the IMD profile, he's not the highest one on the thing, but he is one of them. So now that's really cool. Okay, Thank so you there for you the go. News, Ronnie Jr. <laughs> wow, he was, I think it's time for a prediction. So he was in Sea Biscuit with Spider Man. These used to flash. I want Ronnie. flashing, Ronnie. It looked very magical when they oh, did there that. Goes. Oh, there you go. Wow, thank Can we you. get some red? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was purple, but I'll, I'll take it. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start this week with some predictions. So let's let's go ahead. Well, before I get to the previews for next episode, I'm going to talk about some things from last episode, which I think are going to come back now, which mm. is Renzo's mother. Or not, yeah, so we didn't see anything this episode about Renzo's mom. And I think next episode is going to come back. And we're going to see something about Renzo's mom. And I think a lot of the ladies in these people's lives are going to start coming out more in the relationships that they're in. So we're going to see Renzo's mom. I think we're going to definitely see, as we saw in the predictions, Joey's wife. Lynn. Lynn. And... Mm-hmm. So the episode has a really dark note, or the the coming up attractions have a dark note where Ooh. you see him, t- Joey, take a gun and put it to his head, and you hear a gunshot noise. Yeah. Now, I don't think Joey kills himself. I don't think he does. I think it's just for the previews and coming attractions, just to make you intrigued. Like he kills himself. I don't think he does. I think he just almost gets there and doesn't do it. That's what I think. But. Moving on to other things, I think we're going to see Jerry with his gambling stuff is going to come back, and I think we're going to see a relationship develop between Chester and Turo, and I think that's going to be the big notes, and a, a little bit of Mike starting to come back in. I agree with that. I'll run with that. So Ace is we'll just start like... Running. Ace is running some kind of game, which we still haven't exactly figured out all the details on Mike and his people, and we see in the previews some new guy that Ace is pitching to, and I'm just going to assume that's another one of Mike's people. Yeah, it's got to be. And then where was Walter this episode? And that guy was giving him a hard time, too. He was. Really hard time. I like it. So Chester might have some competition. That's good. His brains. That's good. I like it. Yeah, Walter wasn't in the episode at all. No, Nick Nolte, and like he's supposed to be a huge part of this. I'm glad that they're not forcing every... A character in I guess every it's episode. Now they know that we mm-hmm. know the characters well enough and it's established right. well enough that they can do things like that, which is nice. Uh-huh. And there's an earthquake next episode. Oh, yeah, because we saw that in the last preview. And it looked too. really serious. And I don't ever see earthquakes like that in California where like everything shakes and stuff's falling off the wall. Thank God. Thank you, God. But. When's it going to happen? Stop it. What if it, an earthquake happens while we're, we're watching the show? What if it happens right after you said that? I haven't Ugh. seen earthquake yet, and it just starts shaking. That would be monumous. monumentous. And it would be um, caught. I'm just going to say that Joey does kill himself, because I don't think we need him. I'd like to see someone new. I'm bored with him and his stuttering. So just to go against you, I'm going to be All like, right. yeah, let's kill Joey. I really want some characters to start. We can start gonna, killing them off. I think he's going to try and represent Rosie, and that's going to be his swing back up. <clears throat> Hopefully, but you know what? I also want to see some blood and not just from the horses. You know, they're the only ones bleeding. 
Come on, HBO. Kill Was somebody. this episode not dark enough for you, Kristen? No. no. You need more. We are you need more. Next week, we're going to be halfway through the season, and somebody needs to die. Fine, Joey. Joey kills himself. <laughs> Great. I'm ready for it. Okay? You just have something against people who stutter. That's all right. Whatever. No, I totally don't. The views um, expressed herein are those of the host <laughs> do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners. Or I friends. think Ronnie would be happy. Ronnie would get a kick out of it. He'd be skipping his knees. Not Ronnie Jr. Don't worry. Ronnie. Yeah. I don't know. He might feel bad. Anyway, Mike and Nathan, we see some interaction with them and something like him being willing to make adjustments because everyone has to. So I don't know if Mike's going to like double cross Ace and offer Nathan 2 million instead of a million to like be his go between, but I think that Ace would be prepared for something like that and he would kind of expect that from a young kid. Yeah. He's got I think he definitely knows. He knows mm-hmm. the game. And real quick Claire, did you want to talk about Claire? And that Claire's going to be staying with Ace, and she might be the mole. All That's right. what's up. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone, on another epic episode of Luck. This one, really dark, really intense. Yeah. We both enjoyed it more than the last mm-hmm. episode a lot. So I am Dave Klein. You can find me at TheDaveKlein on Twitter. And you can just Google me. Just Google me. You can just Google Cinematic Escape, or you can go to Twitter, and I am at Cinematic Escape. You having a name like that. Name not everybody has. Everyone loves it. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you, you later. later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 